No, I'm just saying, like, no, I just feel like I'm, it's I'm, the morning thunder. I'm hyper. <laughs> Yes, I think so. Go. <laughs> Vegetarian. Okay. Uh, do you want me to do it this time? No, I can do it. Let's go. This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 296. Hey there, Red Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicky. And this is Larissa. And the reason we're giggling is because <laughs> Vicky's like, if you're a Seinfeld fan, you'll get this. But Vicky's like Jerry on Morning Thunder. We just had double like green uh, teas. Yeah, like double bag green teas, each one of <laughs> so, us. So Hot we're tea. starting to try to, I done, tried this introduction three times because <laughs> my mouth is moving faster. <laughs> Or your brain I don't know, is my brain is moving faster. So for some reason I was having trouble. And now if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I have trouble pronouncing certain words and vegetarian, vegetarian, <laughs> for some reason was one that wasn't coming out <laughs> right. So so this is our third take, All but right. I think this one takes now. All right. All right. So several weeks ago, while Larissa and I were out walking the puppies around the duck pond, our local duck pond, just a few blocks away, we encountered a stray dog. That was actually the first time we saw him. Was he was eating plastic? I felt so bad know, for him. He was baby. obviously hungry. And what? Well, yeah, we'll we'll go in more into the story when we actually get into yeah. the episode. But but what happened was what happened was <laughs> was that we didn't know what to do. Once we were able to, apparently, this little guy is very elusive, and we were able to put him on a leash. And then we were like, now what? Yeah. Uh, we obviously couldn't just bring him home because we had you know our dogs, and we're gonna get into the whole story, yeah. but. This led us to believe that the it was a very stressful does, a very, what, five very days. Stressful, yes. And it does have a happy ending, which we are going to share with you. But it, this led us to believe that a lot of people don't know what to do mm-hmm. when they encounter strays. Yeah, and we, we thought, yeah. And so we thought this would be a really good topic to discuss with you guys in case you do encounter a stray dog or cat. Now, if it's a stray puma. You're on your own. But <laughs> if anybody encounters a stray puma and tries to put it on a leash, please let us know. We'd like to hear your story. All right. But before we get into that, we have a new rating. We do. So this is from Chrissy828. And the title of her uh, review is Amazing Podcast. Uh, and so Chrissy writes, I absolutely love this podcast. It's my go-to podcast and always puts me in a good mood. Highly recommend this podcast. And I am so glad I found it. Awesome. We are glad you found it too. Thank you, Chrissy. 828, we greatly appreciate it. Okay, so who's our sponsor today, Larissa? Well, today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Plan to Eat. So Plan to Eat, according to uh, their website, I'll just read you a little bit about exactly who they are and what they do. So uh, Plan to Eat is an online meal planner app that allows you to add and organize recipes and then drag those recipes onto uh, an actual calendar page to plan them. And you can, you know, reorder and change days as as you need to throughout the week. Uh, their software automatically creates your shopping list based on the recipes that you put in the calendar. And then they provide tools that streamline the meal planning, planning, bleh, meal <laughs> planning process uh, to 
allow households to eat better food, to eat together, and to save money at the grocery store and to have a less stressful cooking experience in the kitchen, which don't we all want that? Exactly. So to sign up for a 30-day free trial, please visit www.plantoeat.com forward slash ref forward slash vegetarian zen. And I always show my age when I say www. www. <laughs> At least you didn't say HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash. (laughs) All right. Are we ready to get into the main topic? Yes. So let's talk about our little friend, Ellison. And we named him Ellison or we, well, we did. I don't know what his name is now, but it was Carl at the shelter. It was Carl at the shelter. Yeah. (laughs) The shelter called him him Carl. They renamed him. But we didn't, in in fairness, we didn't tell them, but uh, we, we called him, we started calling him Ellison because the duck pond that we go to is on Ellison Drive. And the name of the duck pond is Heritage Duck Pond. And Heritage just didn't sound like a good name for a <laughs> Harry. Duck. Maybe we called, called him Harry. Harry. He was a cute he little was an puppy. He was, a, he was a husky mix. Right. And so the first time we saw him was on a Monday. And as uh, Vicky mentioned in the beginning, he was eating plastic, which we felt really bad. And he, you know, he was running around and he was, he was super friendly. He just wanted to, to, um, to play with people and other dogs. And I say he was eating plastic because, you know, a lot of people will feed the ducks and they feed them uh, bread, which I hate because it's so bad for them. But then, you know, sometimes they'll leave the wrappers. And I think that's what he was kind of chewing Okay, on. side note, just a little side note there. If you didn't know that bread is bad, because a lot of us mm-hmm. grew up thinking breadcrumbs to too. ducks, yeah. we did too. Yeah. But if you didn't know, it is really bad for ducks. And there mm-hmm. are signs around the duck pond. I know for this is a birds. little sidetrack, but I'm going to take this opportunity for a PSA mm-hmm. is that please don't do that. And we were so upset because somebody left <laughs> donuts and a taco. Yeah, it was like the- a big box of, <laughs> of sea. Uh, can I say the C-R-A-P word on this? I don't think I can. But uh, it was that. Yeah. It was donuts with like sugar, like glaze and like, yeah, part of a taco. And then for some reason, there was a grapefruit, a whole grapefruit in there. It was like, what is a duck going to do with a whole grapefruit? I know. But anyway, Not so too. we picked it up and threw it in the trash. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, uh, don't feed the ducks uh, bread. But that's what Ellison was eating. He was, and now you see one of those like, and now you know. I know, right? Da, All right. So let's get back to the story. Yeah. So that's what he was chewing on on that Monday. And, you know, he really wanted to come say hi, but our dogs are super protective with us. And we didn't, you know, we didn't know because he was astray. We didn't know if he was sick or, you know, what. So yeah, and we didn't need them get into a, him getting into a fight with our dog right. and then this whole thing. So right. we so had we, to we we shoot him away. Yeah. <laughs> and we left. Right. So then we went again on Wednesday. We usually go to the duck pond, what, maybe four times a week, four to five times a week. Mm-hmm. And um, we saw them him again on Wednesday, two days later. And this time he was injured. His back leg had a cut on it and he was limping. He wasn't putting, you know, a lot of weight on that leg. So we decided to try to see if we could get him. So I ran home. Uh, we had a, a, a tie out line, you know, like one of those. Well, kind of in between that, because this is going to fit into a little bit later into this art when we provide the tips. When we saw him that day, he was actually playing with a family. Mm-hmm. There was a little boy mm-hmm. about three years old and his mom. And I think the boyfriend, boyfriend or husband was yeah. somewhere over there. But so I thought maybe it was theirs. But when I talked to the lady, she said no, that the dog had just come over and was, again, very friendly, mm-hmm. had been following kids around and playing with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. But OK, so that right. fits in so, later. 
So uh, anyway, while you while Vicky was talking to her, I went back to the car. I took our dogs, put them back in the car, and then in our trunk we always keep like a, a tie out line for when we take them to a park where we can you know put it around a tree and and just hang out for a while. Uh, so I got that, and Vicky managed to get that on him. And he he didn't really put up a, a fuss, right? He came to you. He did. He didn't like it after a while. Yeah. He was so used to freewheeling. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but so she stayed at the park. I ran our dogs home. I got plastic sheeting to cover the, the back seat. I got fresh water and food because he was really hungry. And uh, I got a, we had some, the dogs, we used to use the uh, martingale collars, which are the kind of ones that that tighten, you know, I mean, not tighten, but you know, uh, they don't slip off. They just slip over the head. Right. Uh, so I got one of those and another leash and went back and poor thing. He was so hungry. And so I, I wish I had brought him more food, but he, he ate, he drank water. And then, um, we it should took, note also he was obviously sick. He yeah, was, he, he had, uh, he had some diarrhea right. and you know, uh, so, but he, we got him in the car and surprisingly, I, I'm pretty sure that he's never been in a car before, uh, but he, it only took just a few minutes to coax him in. You know, I got on one side of the back seat and, you know, kind of told him to come forward and, and he got in and he, once we, we were kind of concerned at first because we didn't know how he was going to react and it was, uh, what about 15 minute drive to the animal shelter? Well, yeah. And we had called, so our first, since mm-hmm. we're talking about tips. So first we had called ACS animal care services mm-hmm. to see if they could come pick him up. And they said it would be a few hours before mm-hmm. they could. And we were already there. We had him on the leash and I thought, you know, it's just down the, down mm-hmm. the expressway. Maybe we should just go take him. Right. So that's what we decided to do. We decided to take him we had also i had also messaged a friend of mine who owns a an animal rescue shout mm-hmm. out to Kaz Septon of Golden Horn Rescue mm-hmm. she was quick to tell us you know well the only thing about you should you should try to take him to a vet because they can microchip uh, microchip but it was already kind of close to five o'clock i think mm-hmm. and we weren't sure what to do there was no, there was yeah it was like four thirty yeah so we were kind of up against time and i thought okay I started to get this feeling of dread because I know our animal care services is a low kill, not mm-hmm. no kill, but it is low kill. They do what they can, but yeah, I mean, I know. You know and I just thought, okay, what if he's really ideal. hurt and they just decided to put him down or whatever. And I, I, so I was already starting to feel this feeling of dread thinking, mm-hmm. what am I going to do with him? And, but we decided to go ahead and take him. Uh, over there just knowing that we might end up taking him back somewhere until (laughs) somebody because guys we have five rescues already and as much as i would love to we would have brought him home in a second but uh, yeah but i mean and we weren't gonna we already determined you know we said we're not gonna let him get put down whatever Mm -hmm. they tell us we're not gonna let him get put down we'll just have to figure it out somehow Mm -hmm, right so anyway he he got in the car and we were a little bit nervous about him being in the back seat um but it was okay. It was a short drive, was, too. Yeah, it was. It was about fifteen minutes, yeah. and he was actually fine. Once he the the car started moving, he was kind of looking around, and then he was fine, and um, no accidents in the back seat, no throwing up. So anyway, we got there and uh, went in, and they processed him, and they actually gave him the last space that they had, uh, which was 
good. Um, and then we, they processed him in, they looked at his leg, they said it didn't look too bad. And what they eventually ended up figuring out that he, he had a cut, not a bite, it was a cut, like he got stuck on something, but then he had a sprain. Mm -hmm. So his, his leg was sprained. So they treated that. And uh, we, we left him and it was hard. It was, it w well, okay. So when we left him, though, I asked again, I said, How, what's the process? And they said that he has three days until he's eligible to be put on a euthanasia list. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, that cannot happen. So we're not going to let that happen. So is there somewhere we can get notified? And I got to tell you guys, I don't cry easily, but I was in tears. Mm -hmm. And I said, is there some way you can just... I'm almost tearing up Let here just know. talking about it. Yeah. Not, okay. Happy ending, Vicky. Happy ending. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. So I said, can you, and so they made a note on his account. So this, again, we're kind of throwing some tips in here. We're going to talk really specifically about some tips, but mm -hmm. always ask about that because right. if you're, so the other thing they told us was the animal care shell, uh, services has certain rescues that are around that, like within the same, and ours does anyways, in the same area. And they said, you know, if you go over to San Antonio Pets Alive, which is a no-kill, which mm -hmm. is where we got Molly and Molly. Well, we... Uh, no, no we, we got Molly from Humane Yeah, we got um, Cosmo, Cosmo and, and Ruthie, Ruthie. Our, current, our current dogs, from their no-kill. And they said, if you go over there and you talk to them and just let them know, hey, we just brought this dog in. Can you go take a look at him? A lot of times they'll take them if they think they're adoptable and they, right. they can get, get them um, through the system. So. Well, and that's what they do is they pull, they routinely, that's why they're on the same campus as yeah. ACS is because they, they pull as many dogs as they can out of ACS that are at you know higher risk right. for being euthanized. Um, so yeah, so we did go back, go next door and talk Who to them. Who was that nice guy? that we talked to. I forget his name, but he was from Paul, San, Paul from San Antonio Paul. Pets Alive. And we went over there and we talked to him and we said, look, we just brought this dog in. He looks young. He's probably about two. And it turned out the vet said he was about two. About two. Yeah. We showed his picture. We said he's got a, a leg injury, but they don't think it's too serious. And would you guys consider going over there and, and taking a look at him? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so uh, in the, you know, in the, in the meantime, so he, we had five days of anxiety, I say, because that was a Wednesday. And so his time was officially like up on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. So I was uh, emailing the the intake coordinator over there just about every day saying, you know, update, please, update, update. And finally, he let me know on, I didn't hear anything. Uh, I emailed Monday. It was Martin Luther King Day. And I finally talked to him on Tuesday, and he said that he was adopted. Well, on Sunday night we ha we saw the notice on there that said that he was pending. There was a hold. It was a yeah. hold on him, so we were breathing a sigh yeah. of relief because that was the three days, mm -hmm. and we knew they were going to contact us before they put him on any list. Mm -hmm. But we were very relieved that there was a pending. Yeah, there. and but you know, in in those five days, um, I had posted on Nextdoor that the Nextdoor app, and that that we had found him, his picture, if anybody knew anything about him. And it turns out that there, there was so much activity on that post. And still, I'm getting people asking for updates. But uh, it turned out that he had been hit by a car on maybe Wednesday. Well, well you know well, what? Several we're, people we're getting said they actually saw him get hit by a car. Uh, yeah. But, um, but they couldn't catch him. Yeah, but we're getting, let's, let's go back. Let's get into the tips because I think okay. we can, we can, like you talked about the next door app, but I don't mm -hmm. know that most people oh, would know yeah. what that is. Okay. So let's talk, let's go right into the tips and then we can pepper in the story. We can fill in some pieces of the story in okay. there. Okay. So first things first, safety. safety. So animals may 
seemed sweet. They he looked like a very sweet boy. He was he was you know walking around. But I got to tell you, you know, when I saw the three year old with this dog that was bigger than the three year old, I was a little bit like, and the dog had fleas too. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that because I got bit by a couple of those. I don't know that I'd, I'd let my kid be playing with uh with yeah <laughs> with a dog at, that I don't know yeah you know and now she was contemplating taking it to take care of um take care of it but I mean you know they they have a lot of bacteria and could have yeah. you don't know what he has right yeah, yeah so you have to be really careful with that. again I'm not I hope I, I'm not trying to pass judgment I'm just saying you have to be careful with yourself too right because exactly. even when I was putting the the leash on the on the dog, yeah. I was very careful because he could easily turn around and mm -hmm. bite me. Yeah, if he realized that there was something on him that he didn't, you know, if he felt restrained. Um, but yeah, we were really lucky with him. It, like we mentioned before, it just, it really took very little coaxing to get him in the car. And in the back seat, he was fine. He just kind of looked around, um, you know, but if a dog has never been in a car or another confined space, and you don't know if he has or not, if it's a stray, just really, or if a cat hasn't been in a kennel if it's a cat you know they really may freak out and bite or scratch just out of fear yeah and so you and just have to be them. mindful I mean, you can't of blame that. them yeah uh, don't force it yeah and so larissa i think you mentioned the plastic sheeting on the mm -hmm. back seat yes. which we put there but then also before we allowed ruthie and cosmo to come back in the car we took it to a car wash and we had it completely detailed mm -hmm. including I mean, the carpets and shampoo uh, shampooed the everything. seats yeah. because it, it was really and like i said i know we had fleas so i certainly didn't yeah. and it, of course Cosmo and Ruth, you're on flea medication, but, yeah, I but just you don't want to take yeah, any chances. you don't want to take any chances. That's the that. last thing you want in your house with five animals as fleas. Yeah. Okay, the next thing to consider is this: this could be somebody's pet mm -hmm. that got away. So you want to check for owner info. Now you can take it to as as my friend Kaz said recommended. Take if there is a nearby vet, take it to a vet, and they can easily check it for a microchip. Check for a tag with the owner's name if there's no collar um, or, or uh, let's see. Well, obviously, if there's a tag, yeah, there's a, the, see if you can get close and read that first. Yeah. And the other thing about the tag, if, if you can, if there's a, yeah, if there's a collar and no uh, like name tag, but there's a rabies tag, that can be used to look up if you take it to a vet and have them, you know, scan for a microchip. Also have them check if there, if, if there is a rabies tag, have them run that number. Uh, because they may be able to find information out that way. Of course, I think that in most places, if you didn't register with the city, you know, because you're supposed to register, and we never do, but you're supposed to like register that tag or whatever. But if someone did, then that may come up that way. Also, if you find an animal in the neighborhood, see if you can drive around a little bit n with near the location. Sometimes they just got out. Mm -hmm. well, that happened to us actually. There was a there was a golden retriever that was headed right for a very busy street out of our subdivision, and I had did not recognize that dog at all. But it did have tags, I believe. I think it had a collar, mm -hmm. so I thought maybe it got out of one of our neighbor's yards. So I went after him and I called him and he came right away. Yeah, we were going to put him in our backseat. We were going to put driving. him in our backseat and we were going to drive around a little bit with him because I knew that he would probably belong there. And sure enough, right behind us comes this truck with some with a guy that was like, oh, that's my dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, I was we're not like, hey, I'm not trying to steal your dog. I'm <laughs> trying to keep trying it from... Find, but yeah. it was in the middle of the street. I, yeah. don't, I don't think that's what he thought. But yeah, it was. Yeah. we were still trying to get him... We, we were probably right in time in mm -hmm. that situation. Yeah, because he was so close to Petrenko that 
the, the busy street. All right. So, yeah. So if you see when you drive around uh, the neighborhoods, uh, even if you can't get the animal, even if you just see it, try to take a picture, drive around a little bit. If you see people outside, just, you know, slow down and ask. And are, do you, are you the owner of this dog or have, do you recognize it? Do you know who owns it? Uh, you may be able to find something out that way. Also, uh, if you have a chance, make some flyers. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. In fact, it's better if it's not just something basic. If you can take a picture, just do, you know, just a quick document that has a large photo, real simple text, really large font. So you can because a lot of people when they see these flyers, they're in their car. And they're driving by and, you know, you don't want to have to make people get out and go up and like, put on their reading glasses to read it. So just big font found dog or found cat the picture uh your phone number and the date that you found it but this is kind of assuming you've taken the the dog yeah so if you have the the uh furry one in your possession then yeah that would be definitely something to do because that way they'll have their your number and you can say okay i have the dog can you just uh you know just verify that it's yours blah 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 yeah, and that's the other thing is that you kind of want to have some verification, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want just if it's like let's just say it's yeah, yeah. You want some sort. You some want sort of you want, and you know anybody who owns a pet has probably got like a thousand pictures on their phone. So, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, just say you know, can you bring a picture of the Something, dog or yeah. a picture of or you send it, the, send it, or can send you text it, me yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Here's the other thing that I I will say I think flyers is kind of. I'm going to switch these because we had some points, but I think this point even comes first yeah. before you even make the flyers. Because yeah. I think that's kind of, it's kind of old Dated. school. I mean, I think it, 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 and you know, we walked by one the other day and it was blank. Remember? Because, <laughs> yeah. because it rained. <laughs> so that's not, it has a little really... hang tag, you know, like the tear thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that it. still can work in some situations, but we are, this is the, this is the part I I would direct you guys to it's first. It's the digital age. It's the digital age so so here's the thing to do before this even happens on facebook if you're on social media there are groups try going uh to just type in lost pets your city Mm -hmm. just type that in like for example with us lost pets san antonio Mm -hmm. and you will see several groups or pages that have it'll say lost pets of different mm-hmm. you know neighborhoods you're gonna get a lot of them uh tr- try liking those pages now you can turn off notifications so you're not right. so you're not getting dinged every time that like a message every time uh, somebody posts something right. but it's good to already be have those pages liked in your social media so that way if this happens to you and you find a stray you can easily take a picture and then just start posting it immediately that's where you're going to get the majority of mm-hmm. your hits because right. we got and larissa mentioned another so there's there's first of all there's facebook mm-hmm. then there is phytofinder.com that's another one mm-hmm. which also, i didn't use i didn't use any of these i just used uh next door which we'll talk about in a minute yeah then there's petharbor.com then there is FindingRover.com. And uh, again, all these links are going to be for you guys mm-hmm. in the show notes. Then there's Nextdoor.com. Now, Nextdoor.com is one we have that we really like because not only is it with the for the uh, animals, lost animals, but also things that might be occurring in your neighborhood, like if there yeah. were break-ins or anything like that. Now, Or even garage sales and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm on Nextdoor all the time. And there's an app for it. Yeah, but be warned, there are some weird people in your neighborhood (laughs) (laughs) some really weird people. some things you might not want to know but anyways for the most part it's a very good (laughs) helpful app and then there's craigslist 
too. So I would say the first thing, just given the age we're in, is take a picture on your mm-hmm. phone and then and then post it out. And if somebody contacts you, you know, post it on there. If somebody contacts you, say, can you text me a picture of your dog and I or cat or whatever, and I can tell you if this is the same dog or not, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's move on. Uh, what if you find uh, puppies or kittens? So that's a little bit different situation. So with puppies and kittens, you know, a stray dogs or feral cats, I mean, they have puppies and kittens too. If in fact, more than than domestic, uh, you know, domesticated dogs and cats per se, because they're just they're not fixed and they're just roaming free and you know, it's all out there. Uh, so. A lot of times, you know, they'll have they'll find a place to have their their litter, but it it may not be the most private place. So you may come across them. So you want to observe first. Don't automatically go and say, oh, puppies, kittens, you know, pick them up. Give them 18 to 24 hours before you rescue them. So the mom very well may be in the area looking for food or uh, she may be in the process of lo- relocating, so moving them to another s- safer spot, but she can only do that one at a time. So it's a process of going back and forth. Um, you know, keep an eye on it though, stay out of sight, because if the mom sees you uh, in the vicinity, she's probably not going to come back around, and that may lead to her to abandon them. Or she might not be happy with you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so if you do determine that the babies are abandoned, so maybe the mom, very sad, got injured or killed or picked up by animal control or another concerned human, you want to gently trans- transport the babies to a safe place, whether that is your home, a foster home, or a shelter. Mm-hmm. And if you will be their temporary or maybe permanent caretaker... <laughs> educate yourself about the particular food warmth and health needs i would definitely advise you to contact a vet yes don't try to do this on your own you could your well intentions might actually hurt the babies so Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you are contact or they may be too small and you might just have to bring them in because they maybe they can't survive like that right and there's plenty of information online Uh, you know go to reputable online sites though Uh, you know go to the humane society websites go to you know pet md places like that don't go to some joe schmo's personal blog about hey i found these these kittens and this is what I did and six of them died. You know, don't, don't do that. You can call a shelter also for advice and they'd be happy to help you because they don't want you bringing them in. They want to, they want you to keep them at home. So uh, now make a note though, that very young animals, like you said, require constant and consistent care. So you can, unless you're quitting your job, people, yeah. <laughs> so if you're not in a position to do that, we're talking, you know, if you're, if you're bottle feeding, that's every, you know, hour or two around the clock, it's, it's a lot. So if you're not in the position yourself to devote that time to them, it really would be in their best interest to find someone who is so, and that's no judgment on you, you know, of course, cause you're, you're already a very special human because you, you rescued them in the first place. So, you know, no no judgment, no guilt or anything. Yeah, and we were, we are going to have a couple of links for bottle feeding mm-hmm. in, on, on the show notes. In right. the show notes. So. Right, definitely. So one for kittens and one for puppies. 
Okay, so in general, just be prepared. I would say minimally with the phone numbers for the local Humane Society Animal Control Services. Uh, if you know of a 24-hour emergency vet clinic, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Even if just as just a pet owner, you should be aware yeah. of that. And, and you can save those on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um. And real and get to know what the what the policies are of certain shelters in your area. For example. Our Humane Society is a no-kill, but they do require like a $75 surrender fee. Even if it's not your animal, they require that you provide a surrender fee if they have capacity to take right. it, so, which is fine. I mean, if had I known that, I didn't real, rec- realize that myself, I probably would have just taken him there, mm-hmm. even if we paid $75, just for the peace of mind of knowing that he wasn't going to be put down or there wasn't that risk of getting put down right yeah and then you know be prepared uh to foster a stray if you can and like you know like us a lot of people can't we we couldn't even bring him home with us i you know had they not been able to take him we would have been probably driving a lot of places that (laughs) night you know trying to find place to take him because we just don't have a place to keep him because when you bring a stray home you really have to keep them separate from your other pets Mm -hmm. just for safety for disease you know because you don't know what they have for everybody's safety I mean you know we have three cats too we can't bring him in he was sick he had diarrhea so we we only have one yard so we can't like we couldn't do that Uh, so if you if you can do that awesome but if you can't then really you know be prepared to take some time to reach out to as many people as you can in your area in your your network your social network so social media local websites like we mentioned craigslist um you know any any place you can think of and ask people to share that's one of the things that we did that I mean, we had so many people share those posts that we put out and we put out, you put out update posts with pictures and so many people share them. Yeah. So when you create the post, this is assuming you're on Facebook. I think most, I know most RPs and carrots obviously are. What up guys? (laughs) I I worked (laughs) that in there. There you go. Uh, So if you make a, if you, when you do a post with this, make sure you make it public because a lot of people have their make, make it so that way other people can share and just say, I'm just asking you guys in my, in the city to please share this post so that way because maybe somebody will come forward right. that it was they know whose animal that is right you never know. or they they would want to adopt it yeah yeah exactly right well that almost happened to us yeah, that's actually how i ended up with ruthie because somebody found a, a dog and when we i thought i said you know cosmo needs a little sister mm-hmm. and it might be good to have another dog and then but that dog got adopted mm-hmm. before we could do it but then that so opened then the that, door for- <laughs> that idea was in our head and it was exactly you know it was yeah. it from there so one more one more quick thing um and i won't go on about this but if you have space in your car just to keep a couple of things like a leash and a collar uh, a heavy blanket in case you need to pick up an animal and you want to protect yourself or in case there's you know animal that's cold and wet um, a water bowl and a food bowl maybe just so you can have something available in case you need to do that also if you find a cat it might be a good idea to have a collapsible cat carrier or like a cart, like a flattened cardboard box that you can just put together real fast uh, to put that cat in because you don't want a loose cat in your car. 
<laughs> Trust yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was very fortunate that we did happen to have the tie out mm-hmm. that so that we, we yeah. could at least uh, get him. Yeah. And that, well, we yeah. And then we I brought the leash to get him. and the right. collar. Right. All right. So just one more, uh, one more little thing that I wanted to, I pulled from the Humane Society website. Uh, it was their article about helping strays. And I kind of just wanted to read this because I, th- I thought it was really good. So this is what it said said, if you're uncertain about whether or not to help or keep an animal you see alongside the road, here's a final word of advice. First, think of what you would want the finder of your animal to do if they happen to find them injured without their collar. You'd want them to take your pet to a veterinarian and you'd want them to try to find you. At the same time, be reasonable about how much you can afford to do for that animal if no owner shows up. Yes. And I think that's... That is great advice. Yeah. So we hope this discussion has helped you know what steps to take should you encounter a stray dog or cat. So while not everyone has the capacity to take in strays into their homes, even temporarily, like Larissa said, we did not. Learning about what to get, learning about what to do to get help to help them off of the street and give them a better chance at a good life is something everyone can do. And in this case, this completely had a happy ending, and mm-hmm. we're so happy that he has a new home. Yay, Allison! Yay! <laughs> All right. Let's get into the recipe of the week. Okay, so now this is not a favorite of yours, I know. Uh, I don't know if you would like a vegan version, maybe, or you just don't. Well, you're just not a soup person. I'm just not a soup person, yeah. yeah. I, I like soup. So this is a recipe uh, shared by Jesse Wright in The Peas and Carrots. You're not going to say it? Oh, <laughs> She's looking at me. What nodding. up? I was like, yes, <laughs> Jesse like, writes yeah. in the face and carrots. Yes. It's like, I what do you want sorry. from me? I was <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 uh, the green tea is wearing off. It is. And All it's right. almost time for Judge Judy. So <laughs> Okay. We got to hurry this up then. All right. So, uh, yeah, she posted this, this group, this, this group, <laughs> this group in the recipe, this recipe in the group uh, for vegan French onion soup. And it's on a, a site called Vegan Hugs with two Gs. I like that site. I I pulled stuff from that site. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what this is what she said. So she said, this is to die for. Of course, when I made it, I changed the recipe some, but the basic idea was the same. I love French onion soup, which is weird because I don't like onions. But when they're like cooked super soft like that Mm -hmm. and just the flavors and everything, I I like it like that. I just don't like like raw onions. I dig onions, but I I dig them raw. Yeah. Well, ah. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, to each his own. All right. The resource of the week. Okay. So we will be linking to all of the pet search websites that we mentioned in the show notes. So nothing, resources. I mean, in yeah. the in the podcast. So nothing new. Uh, nothing separate from what we've already talked about. But I think those are important to have those all in one place. Definitely. Definitely. And again, get on those first, so, so that way. You're already ready in case that happens to you mm-hmm. and you can, you're not going, oh, where, where's the podcast that yeah. had that? <laughs> yeah. And I think lots of them, most of them have apps too. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, everything right. has an app. Next door for sure Next does. door. Um, but I think the other, the pet ones do too. All right. The question this week is, have you ever rescued an animal or what's, or have you taken in a rescue? And now that rescue is part of your sleeping on your bed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So yeah, we'd love to hear your stories. Um, We always love to hear these stories about rescues and, and share your pictures, please, please, please. We never get uh, tired of animal In the peas and carrots group, we have people sharing pictures all the time. We encourage it. We celebrate it. Uh, So if you have 
um, if you want to contribute to the question, if you want to answer the question, you can head on out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash 296. That's the show notes for this episode. And uh, or you can leave a comment on our forward facing Facebook page. That's right. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash vegetarian zen. Or you can join the Peace and carrots. carrots. What, what up? up? I Ooh, did it too. That was good. Uh, see, I can't. That was a it. surprise. I know it was. It was a, a fun surprise. <laughs> um, yeah. See, I still have that caffeine going. Um, but um, anyway, it, that's uh, Facebook talk. Got well. <laughs> uh, it was good. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen. And if you are not a member, uh, we will. Why not? Um, <laughs> we will approve you. <laughs> what Why up not? anyway? <laughs> Why not? Uh, we will approve you once you have answered the three simple questions. And then we open the secret door. <gasps> it's magic. <laughs> I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.